Welcome to Everything Co-op, bringing you information on how cooperatives can help improve your quality of life. This show is being sponsored by the National Co-op Bank, NCB. The NCB is dedicated to strengthening communities nationwide for the delivery of banking and financial services for the nation's cooperatives, their members, and other socially responsible organizations. For more information on the power of community ownership, visit ncb.coop. That's ncb.coop. Now stay tuned for your host, Vernon Oaks. Welcome, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks, and the program is Everything Cooperative. And we welcome you here today. Today, our guest is Emily Nell. Emily is from the Cooperative Council of North Carolina. And the Cooperative Council of North Carolina is having a cooperative leadership camp. And right now, we have th- this leadership camp is for high school students, mainly in North Carolina. And we have three students. A good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And so can we go from left to right, starting with Kaylee? What is your name and what city are you from? I am Kylie, and I am from Ash County, North Carolina. Next. I am Michaela, and I am from Greenville, North Carolina. My name is Hampton Scott, and I'm from Carteret County, North Carolina. Carteret? Is that what you said? Hey, Carteret. And when you all say county, is that because there's not a big city around? Is that all rural area? Uh, I mean, there's other cities near me. Jacksonville um, is probably the closest one. But, no, I'm right next to Stella. It's And that's just farmland. Okay. Kylie, let's start with you. What grade are you in? I am in 12th grade. 12th grade. And do you know what college you're going to yet? Yes, I'm currently in Wilkes Community College, and then after I get my associate's degree, I will go to Wingate University. And major in what? Nursing. Nursing. Oh, fantastic. You've got it mapped out. You're you're much better than what I was in high school. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Okay, fantastic. And Michaela, what about you? What grade are you in? I'm a junior in college. You're a junior in college? And your major? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a marketing major. All right. And what school do you go to? I go to East Carolina University. Well, just for you to know, I taught marketing at Howard University for five years. So that's one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> okay. And uh, let's go to Hampton. Scott, what grade are you in? I'm a rising sophomore at high school. Okay. And do you have any sense? <laughs> so we have a sophomore, a senior, sorry, a sophomore, senior, and a college yeah. student. So you have any sense of what college you want to go to or what you want to major in? I'd like to do something in sound tech or sound design. And uh, UNC has some programs, um, but I, I haven't done too much research into it. Sound tech, sound design. Is that for movies or for music or all of the above? Well, Right now, um, I'm more interested in event kind of things, um, concerts, just live performances. Okay. So events, live performances, and Michaela can help you to market those and promote them. 
And then Kylie can come in if there's anybody to get sick, she can fix them. Okay. So, Emily, I see you standing in the background. Can you tell us what the Cooperative Leadership Camp is? Sure. So, hi, I'm Emily Nail. I'm the Executive Director for the Cooperative Council of North Carolina, and we're here at camp live uh, with our high school students for Cooperative Leadership Camp. And these students come in on Monday and they'll head out tomorrow, but they are here to learn about the cooperative movement as a whole and meet all the different industry leaders in North Carolina that are in the cooperative industries. Okay. And how many students do you have there? Uh, We have 70 students this week. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. And is that kind of normal for you or is that? uptick or down uh this is about average uh last time we had about 10 less students but that was in 2019 so we're at a new campground this year that had a little bit bigger space for us Mm -hmm. and so uh our capacity would be around 120 okay fantastic so students are you all having fun camp supposed to be fun are you having fun? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. And Vernon, so you've got here, you've got two of my students, and then Michaela is a returning adult chaperone. So she came to camp as a high school student, and she's returned now as an adult uh, counselor. Oh, so that's why the junior in college, she's an adult counselor. Okay. Right. Okay, and she's majoring in marketing, which is, I told her, is one of my favorites since I I taught it for five years. And in industry, I worked for a company called Cummings Engine Company for a while uh, out of my MBA program, and I went around the world doing marketing studies, and that was phenomenal to learn about the world and learn about marketing, different kinds of things. So I want to go almost immediately to what are some of the things that you are learning in camp? Uh, Anybody want to? Emily, why don't you start since you've been there? What are some of the things that you learned in camp? Just give me one. What did you learn in camp? I've learned a lot about teams and leadership, like teamwork. That's the word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you see how you can use that in nursing in the future? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like with nursing, you have to work together with the doctors and the other nurses especially because I want to do pediatric in the ICU. So I'm going to have to work with the nurses, the OR staff, the doctors, and the parents also. So it's all about teams and getting along with everybody and just working together. Phenomenal. And let's go, Michaela. What is something you learned, particularly that you learned at camp that you're using today in college? That's a good one. Um I learned how to public speak at camp, ah. for one. kind of gets you outside of your comfort zone, especially when it comes to presenting your ideas, because they're a t-shirt co-op. So a lot of this is the student-led. The counselors are just really here to guide us, so it's just us. They don't speak for us, so I learned how to public speak and articulate my words. Yay, fantastic, because that is one of the <laughs> major things you need. Not in life, so wherever you get that, that's that's a great skill to get. 
to get out of your comfort zone. It's amazing that I'm doing radio now when I was particular. I say even a junior in college, I would not want to get up and speak. I was scared to death. Okay, so now uh, Hampton, what is, what is one of the things that you are learning? Okay, well, first off, I had no idea a co-op, like I, I did not know that existed. I didn't know what it was. So, I mean, just the principles of a co-op, how it differs from other kinds of businesses, basic stuff like that. Uh, we got to talk to the um, uh, North Carolina electric co-op, something like that. And, and yeah. that was that was all just very fascinating, learning about the linemen, how all the electricity is um, set across the state. And on top of that, stuff like, I mean, much like what they said, public speaking, talking to an audience, learning how to um, uh, work with others, um, people you may not always agree with, but just working through problems. It's all um, very great. So I asked you for one, and you gave me three great things. Okay. <laughs> Knowing what a co-op is, uh, public speaking and working together, that's phenomenal. All right. Um, tell me what a day is like at camp. What do you all do in a day? Kylie. Okay, so pretty much we wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning, literally. And <laughs> Michaela's still having trouble stretches. with that, I see. Michaela's still having trouble waking up at 7 a.m. All right, we wake up at 7. <laughs> and we do morning stretches. And then 8 o'clock we eat breakfast. And then nine, we go straight into like small groups and work. And then don't we do that until like twelve thirty, which is lunch? Yeah. And then we have lunch at twelve thirty. And then after lunch, we have yeah. Yeah, we have after lunch. There's one hour of small group work. And then we usually get a couple hours of uh, free time, time to walk the trails or swim the lake or the pool or play cornhole. It's, that, that's, that's a lot of fun. Or like, just chill out yeah, in the cabin. Or just sleep. That's what a lot of people do. <laughs> okay. And then uh, at 6, yeah, just 6, um, dinner, that's dinner. Then after that, do we, do we do small groups after that? No. Yeah. Last summer. night we did... Yeah. And then we had the talent, yeah, the talent we, show. Yeah. Last night we had a talent show. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, every other night we had a campfire. But, um, yeah, last night there was a talent show. That that was awesome. Everybody sang or danced or did something. We just had fun. Yeah, it was just fun. And then after that, that goes till about 1030. And then from 1030 to 11, everybody gets ready for bed. 11 is lights off, lights out. And, um... Usually people just talk for a while because it's camp, I guess. But um, we're teenagers; we don't ever sleep. <laughs> yeah, we don't sleep. No. Okay. But uh, yeah, and then that's the day. We just start over the next day. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go into our first break in about a minute. So here's what I've heard so far from Kylie, uh, Michaela, and Hampton: that you have a lot of fun. It's a structured day. Uh, you start at morning at 7 a.m. and you go to 11 p.m. You have a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner, a lot of small groups, discussions. You have fun. And I heard that Hampton said that he didn't know what a co-op was. And Hampton, I want to tell you, I am 75. I'll be 75 in October. 
I didn't learn about a co-op until I was probably 45. So I guess you might be 15 in the sophomore 16. How old are you, Hampton? I am 15. So you you're 15, yeah. you're learning about co-op 40 years before I did. So how much you can do now that you've learned about it, if you like it, and we're going to talk more about that. So public speaking, working in teams, getting out of your comfort zone to do kinds of things to grow. We're going to take our first break. We'll be right back, and I want to talk more about what you do, how you do it, and always looking at the future of how you can use this to direct your life. We'll be right back. Your news talk station. Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks, and the program is Everything Cooperative. You know, I have three young people from North Carolina that I'm looking at, and the executive director of the North Carolina the Cooperative Council of North Carolina. They're at a camp out in the woods. It's a beautiful day. They tell me it's a little bit hot, but it's an absolutely beautiful day in North Carolina, learning about cooperatives and skills that will help them through the rest of their life. Emily, I know when I've talked to you about putting this program on, you had said to me that one of your goals is to have other councils or cooperative centers in other states to create this kind of camp. Is, is that what you're also trying to do? I love the idea of having regional camp opportunities for students. And I think if we want to increase the understanding and the love of cooperatives, I think it's a great avenue to educate youth before they go into the work world to know the difference between a cooperative and, say, a for-profit corporation. So, yes. I love to share my manual out that I've written for this camp on how to do it and how to make it work. And I'm always looking for people to give me their input on how to make it better. Okay. So you've written a manual on how you do a camp for high school students, for students, right? How would one go about getting a copy of that? Send me an email or give me a call. All right. What's your email address? Emily.nail.com. N is in Nancy, A-I-L, at C-C-N-C dot co-op. Charlie, Charlie, Nancy, Charlie dot co-op. Emily Nell at Charlie, Charlie, Nancy, Charlie dot C-O-O-P dot co-op. And if you want to get a copy of that manual of how you would do this camp, how to make it successful, where young people can learn about co-ops, Hampton did not know anything about it before he came on Monday, and he's learning about it. Michaela learned how to public speak when she came in 2017, and this helped her through college, and it'll help her through the rest of her life. And Kylie is learning about teamwork. It's one of the things that she's learned, and as a nurse, she has said that that would be great experience. And and, uh, Kylie, you may not get this this week at this camp, But there is a cooperative clinic, a health clinic in Madison, Wisconsin. And so you may not have a cooperative clinic, health clinic, that would come to this camp. But you could help to start a clinic in Ash, North Carolina, okay, to help people. And that clinic then could be a co-op that's owned by the workers or owned by the people in the community and provide the health care that you all need in that community, which is one of the good things about co-ops. I mean, yeah, it, it's sort of to 
designed to help the community. So, Emily, I'm going to ask you what types of corp, if you can give me one uh, industry, corp industry that's coming, and then I'm going to ask one of the students what, they are, what they've learned from it or what they anticipate they'll learn from it. So give me one that's already been there. Sure, the credit union. So credit union is, a, is an example of a consumer co-op. The consumer co-ops are owned by the people that uses the services. Those, those people that have checking accounts own the credit union. They own that financial institution, and therefore the consumer co-op. Other types of co-ops, housing co-ops are consumer co-ops. What's another consumer co-op? Oh, the rural electric co-ops. They're owned by the people that uh, that uses the products or services, and those people then elect a board of directors. So, this credit union, who wouldn't talk about the credit union? What you what did you get from the credit union? Of the three students, two students and one adult counselor. <laughs> so, go ahead. All right. So, one thing that we did with the credit union is we did like a budget simulation type thing. Oh, fantastic. So you were given you were given a job and an income and then whether you had a kid or not and all of that. And you had to go through all of these different things that you would go through in life. So like kid care, um, buying a house, buying a car, food, clothes, furniture for your house, all of that. And you had to create a budget. So in the end, we went through and totaled everything up to figure out whether we were in debt or not. Okay. <laughs> what did you find out? Um, I don't know how to spend money. <laughs> Hampton, what did that yeah, mean? You don't know how to spend money. It's like uh, I, I just I, I was unfamiliar with like how, the reality of how much things like childcare costs. You know, everything from diapers to formula um and it it's some of it, it it wasn't even accurate like like i know um like health insurance for your family costs a hundred dollars in the game well i'm sure that's not even close to what it's like in real life and just the idea of uh, i had a wife in this simulation um who is making twenty thousand dollars a year i was making twenty thousand as a newspaper editor and even with forty thousand dollars a year or no, was it a month? A year. A year. Yeah, a year. All right. I we were still like barely able to pay for this um, baby, and everything was just so much more complicated than <laughs> I initially thought. And um, I mean, I, I guess that's just it. It, it was somewhat of an eye-opening experience. Somewhat of an eye-opening experience. Uh, yes. Yeah, somewhat of an yeah. eye-opening experience. Yes. Yeah. You were lucky. You got so much more money than I did. Yeah. Like my husband got paid a thousand dollars a year and I got paid like two thousand three hundred something. Yeah. So and I had yeah. I had a nine month old. Oh man. So <laughs> So one of the keys to this and again at seventy five and I've had I had three grandchildren that graduate this year. So then they're all going to college. So we've had some of these conversations. It's critical to get this budget stuff early on. Okay. Most of Americans, no matter how much money they make, 
no matter I don't care if it's a hundred thousand a year or two hundred thousand a year or forty thousand like this couple Hamilton you all no matter how much money most Americans will spend more than they make okay the research has shown that over and over again it doesn't make any difference the other stat that's really critical in North Carolina and on all of Appalachia, I, I grew up in Bluefield, West Virginia. I grew up in West Virginia, and all of West Virginia is Appalachia, and poverty reigns in West Virginia and in Appalachia. So 40, there was a study done before COVID that said 47% of Americans did not have $400 if they had an emergency. So if, if there's an emergency that costs $400, if you will, half of America did not have that $400 for that emergency. And my mother's favorite saying was, there's always something. If you had a flat tire, if somebody broke out a window, and those are two examples that she went through or would go through, somebody break out a window in the house, well, it may cost $50 to fix it. But if you don't have $50, it's a major issue. Okay. If you have a flat tire, like I just had a blowout driving in D.C., my guy had a a spare a tire that blew out. I took it in to get it fixed. It was $161. Take it off, fix it, balance it, put it back on. That is a major emergency if you don't have the money. Okay, so learning that early on, getting some sense of, I don't know how to spend money. Well, most Americans don't. And what yeah. credit unions do, which is one of the nice things about co-ops, is to help its members. The number one thing in a co-op is to help its members. So therefore, teaching people, teaching their members about money is critical. Savings, helping the community, paying for all of your, your needs, and then figuring out, well, how many kids should you have and when should you have them on a financial standpoint? Critical decisions, and too many people don't even take that in consideration. So Hamilton, thank you. You're like most Americans. I don't know how to spend money. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what's another, we have another minute or so before the break, but give me another example of a co-op you were learning from. Like Hampton said earlier, we got to go through a day of, in the life of a lineman. So the North Carolina Electric Co-op, right? Okay they came by and showed us all types of things and just kind of took us through what it was like to be a lineman, the training that you have to go through, the ways to do it, the schooling, all of that. They just walked us through it. They taught us how to get out of a car if we hit a electric pole and if it was on fire, that's the only way. That's the only reason why you would get out of the car. So Unless it's not, if it's not golly, on fire, you don't move. I got to stop you now. We got to take our second break. We're going to come back and talk about the okay. life of a lineman after break, and we'll look at another industry to go to. We'll be right right back, everybody. Please don't touch that dial. Your news talk station.
This program is brought to you by the National Cooperative Bank and Cabot Creamery. Uh, Cooperative Bank has been a sponsor for nine years, and they've been an absolute great partner. And when we left, we were we had talked about credit unions, and we had gone to talking about the life of a linesman, a day in the life of a linesman, and that is the North Carolina Electric Co-op, a linesman. Was that linesman from that organization? Okay. Yes. So in the North Carolina Electric Co-op is a consumer co-op. We've already talked about that. The people that uses the the electricity own the co-op. So what are some of the other things that you learned, Hamilton? So uh, in addition to all the safety kind of stuff going along with it, just how it operates as a business, um, all the, like, the... um, Sorry, what do you think? Uh, the way the like they work through the community, um, their purpose is to help everyone and each other. So all, they talked about whenever there was like a bad hurricane that just destroyed one area of the state um, or even another state, everybody would go to help them. And just kind of the mindset that as a co-op, your objective is to help everyone and um I mean, earlier we talked about teamwork and whatnot, just how all those principles really do apply uh, in real life. Okay. So in a co-op, what you what I just heard you talk about, in a co-op, it is people first. That's the main priority. It's, yes. It's people. That's the the customer, the um, the employees, but it's people first. It's planet second. That's the environment. Climate change is very important. And when you look at those linemen and their business, that's what they're concerned about. And profit is third. But in a normal capitalistic model company, and that's what most of companies in the U.S. are, that's what the U.S. teach, that's what we learn. That's why, Hamilton, you haven't heard about co-ops because we don't teach it in school. If we teach anything about business and in marketing, uh, Michaela, you will probably not hear about co-ops unless you bring it to the conversation. Most colleges, and I didn't get it. I got an MBA out of Stanford. I didn't hear anything about co-ops at all. It was all about the three Ps. The three Ps for co-ops are people, planet, profit. The three Ps about a capitalistic uh, organization is profit first, profit second, and profit third. Every decision was based on return on investment, and that was profit to the shareholder. So the concern was to the shareholder first, the person that put up money. And so more the people that had money, it was how do you get a return to those people? Yeah, yeah, customers were important to the extent that it gave money to the shareholders. The environment was important, but not as important as the money to the shareholders. So everything was directed that way. And so that's one of the major differences that you hear. And when you talk about those linemen and the business that uh, the, uh, the, uh, the um, cooperative um, electric company is so much different from the non-cooperative electric company because it's very much people, planet, then profit. Have to make profit in order to stay alive. You have to have enough money to pay your bills and to plan for future. So you have to make profit. 
but that's not the number one priority. So what's the next company that you all have talked about? Michaela, you're not talking. Uh, today, <laughs> um, we had, um, that was diversity, equity, and inclusion. We had DEI yesterday um, that spoke about the newest principle, um, which was new to me as well, because the last time I was here, there were only seven principles. So now that there's eight, it was new, and the counselors did their own little learning session, too, and the campers definitely did better than we did. <laughs> but we were kind of learning about differences and accepting everybody's differences and learning how, even in co-op, there's all sorts of people from all different sorts of walks of life, and it doesn't matter about who you are, what you know, what you come with. You are a part of something bigger and you have a say-so, your opinion matters, your thoughts matter, you matter. And we focused on that yesterday. And then today... Wait, wait, before um, you, before you move a, on, before you move on, yeah. uh, Michaela. Um, so the first principle is voluntary and open membership. It doesn't make any difference who you are. You should be able to join a co-op. Democratic member control, one member, one vote. Member economic participation, you put something in a membership fee, but if there's a profit, you get something back out. Autonomy and independence, you have to have ownership, you have to have control over the business. Number f The fifth principle is the reason I, I was first attracted to co-ops was education, training, and information. The sixth principle is cooperation among co-ops. And you all will probably get some of that this weekend with the different numbers of people that you're talking about. And what causes co-op, what causes this camp to exist is the cooperation among the co-ops that help to fund the camp. I looked at your webpage, ccnc.coop, <laughs> okay, and looked at the number of people who are sponsoring this camp. And the seventh principle is concern for community. And just recently, that eighth principle is not worldwide yet. The diversity, educate, diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI. But it's, I think it started with the credit unions in North Carolina, the eighth principle. Um, so that is interesting. Now, you, I cut you off, Michaela. What, what else were you going to say? Um, I was just going to talk about the other co-op that came this morning. Okay. I believe it was a telecommunications um, it was Star Communications, and we got a chance to be on a green screen and um, make a little snow tubing video, which was quite fun, and just see the differences and um, some of the different co-ops and just know, like, it's not just banking or it's not just um, linemen and line work. It was something different. And for me personally, you know, as a former camper, when I came, I was like, oh, my goodness, like, I'm scared they're not going to have anything here that's for me because there's so many different people. and We all are interested in different things. But that was something that sparked a lot of people's interest. And as, again, a former camper, I did that um, 2018 and 2019. And ever since, I've always kept an eye on Star Communications. They've always been in the back of my mind because, again, I've always been interested in marketing. And the green screen, it's, just, it's killer. It's such a fun time. And it was so funny watching them do it. I, I just love it. So. Okay. 
how, Hamilton, tell me about the green screen. What was your experience with it? And what you said you were making snow. What, what were you making? Yes. Uh, it was a simulation of you, um, snow tubing down a mountain or something. Oh. I don't know. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was just kind of time to be goofy or, uh, just play around. But it, it was, it, I'm really loving getting to see all these different types of co-ops because the first day when we um, saw like a day in the life of the linemen, you know, I, I kind of got that mindset. Oh, this is like what a co-op is. But getting to see all these other different types of businesses modeled off the, um, it was the four or the eight principles. Right? Yeah. Yes. It's showing me like, oh, like all the different ways um, a co-op can be or structured and uh, operate. Fifteen year old services. <clears throat> you are so clear and so sound. Uh, learning how to communicate in public speaking is what Michaela said. One of the things she got, and just listening to you, Hamilton, when you know how to project yourself and talk like this, that will help you through the rest of your life. Uh, whether it's on radio or in front of a, a, a crowd or talking one on one. It makes no difference. And you could be talking to the president of the U.S., but just having that same kind of command of the language and the clarity that you were talking about today, that's wonderful. I, I'm loving this. My education hat on is just really liking what you all are learning and what you're getting from this. Now, do you know what type of co-op this was? Uh, you said you were doing snow tubing. You were going down a mountain on a green screen. As hot as it is in, in North Carolina, I know it, you didn't have snow there this week, but okay. <laughs> um, I'm not entirely sure. Telecommunications. Well, as, as far as I know, it was telecommunications, but when talking to um, the woman presenting, she was uh, talking about just how it, it like most co-ops, is member-owned um, and like what they do is they create advertisements. So Ford is one of the people that contact contacts them and they create advertisements for them. And, uh, just th this, that was more, one of the quicker ones. We, I, I didn't really get to spend too much time with them, but so, that's, that's so you, about as much as your homework. Fun. Your homework is to find out what type of co-op that was. And, it, and when okay. I say the type, it depends on who owns and controls the business. And there are basically four types. We've also already talked about the consumer co-op, and that's owned and controlled by the people that uses the products and services, and we talked about that. Then there's a worker co-op. That's owned and controlled by the people, the employees. And I have a sense that snow tubing was probably a worker co-op if the people that worked in that yeah. business owned and controlled it. And then the other two types, are a lot of farmers, and Hamilton, you said you live in an area that's a lot of farms, but a lot of farmers belong to two types, these other two types. One is called a purchasing co-op, and that's a group of farmers will get together, and they'll create a business that they buy their, their seed, their fertilizer, and whatever else they need, any machinery, whatever they need. And so by, uh, let's say, uh, and Cabot Creamery, which will be there, and they are, I saw they were a sponsor, and they're a sponsor of ours. I think there are 900, if I got the number right, I may not, but farmers that own that business. And so wow. they can buy 
Cabot Creamy is a producer or marketing co-op. So they'll come together and they'll take their milk to Cabot Creamy and Cabot Creamy and make cheese and um, cottage cheese, yogurt, all different things out of it. It's called a producer marketing co-op. And so and so you have a producer co-op and you have a purchasing co-op. So those are your four different types. So your homework is to figure out what was snow to uh, what was not snow tubing, but uh, the telecommunications, star communications. <laughs> and I have a sense it was probably a worker co-op. Uh, yes, uh, just with you describing them, that does sound like it. Because uh, I mean, yeah, it was the the lady said that all the people working filming it, uh, doing the green screens, how they were the ones making the decisions. Uh, yes. So, so now, who? I'll I'll look it up. Okay, who? What's another one? Do you have a, Have you have you worked with another uh, type of co-op? Not yet. They will later this afternoon. I believe there is a food and agriculture co-op. Okay. Oh. Um, we got to taste some. You got to taste. Oh, sorry, we got to taste some cheese from um, Cabot, the one that you were just talking about a couple minutes ago yesterday, mm -hmm. um, and it was really good. So I just wanted to add that in there. Yeah, yeah, their their cheese are excellent. They win a lot of awards uh, with with their cheese, and they've been very very helpful um, in this co-op world, particularly cooperation among co-ops. But food co-ops, you see, you're going to talk about them this this evening. Food co-ops are, they could be owned by the consumers. Most of them, that's what started. The people that shop in the grocery store or food co-op, the consumers normally own them. But there are some that are owned by the employees. And there's the more recently, they are owned by um, they, uh, a hybrid, they call it. They're owned by the employees and the consumers in the food co-ops. Uh, we're going to take our final break. And I really want to come back and talk more about um, the t-shirt co-op that you all are going to be um, making and what are you learning by starting your own worker co-op. We'll be right back. Please don't touch that dial. Your news talk station. Information is power. That's why WOL has been a great partner. Uh, but I want to tell you young people, you go to college to get information. But it doesn't become power until you use it. It's like gasoline has a lot of power, but it doesn't become power until the spark plugs ignites it, until you put fire to it does uh, gasoline exert its power. Same thing with knowledge. What ignites knowledge to have power is when you put it into use, when you start doing something. So we talked about the credit union. We talked about electric co-op. We talked about star communications. And you're going to talk about a food co-op later today. But I really want to talk about this T-shirt. So I see you back, uh, Kyla. What's the first thing you all did to open up your T-shirt company, co-op? Okay, Kyla, you're on. Okay. So first we, like, had to create a business plan. Wow. And there's eight groups. So we each each group created their own business plan, and then we all went around and we voted. So how we did that was we put stickers on each one. Whoever had the most stickers, that was the business plan. From there, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let, let, to, no, that was, I just wanted the first thing yet, and then I'm gonna ask Hamilton okay. what's the next thing you did. 
Okay, so do you all understand that in business school, learning how to put together a business plan is one of sort of, I don't know, uh, Michaela, have you learned how to put together a business plan in business school? Have you talked about that? We're picking it apart. We haven't done the whole thing, but we're picking it apart. So you're junior in college, and now you're taking apart a business plan. And so this senior in high school and sophomore in high school, they put together a business plan over camp. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And Vernon, I'll add I'll add that our business plan is shortened for camp, but it has all the components of a business plan. And I'll hand this off to Hampton. Well, well Emily, I I I want to respond to that. Yeah, it can be shortened, but when you get young people to know what a business plan is, even if it's a shortened version, that's like hallelujah. That's major. That's amen. Um <laughs> particular when you have Michaela, who is a junior, that's now taking it apart, and then they'll put it back together. And they'll have more data, bigger, but just the concept, just like budgeting, is such major that they're getting. Okay, so what's the next thing after the business plan, Hamilton? After the business plan, we decided on bylaws. So each team, uh, or all of the eight teams, read through all the bylaws, saw if they needed to make any changes, and then we wrote down our, revi- our revisions on a piece of paper. Uh, we hung it up around the room, and everybody went around with their one sticker and voted on which one they thought should be the T-shirt co-ops bylaws. And, yeah, that was, okay. that was good. So uh, well, A lot of debate went into that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So – Oh, I wish I could be down there with you guys. You said I could sound like you're having so much fun. So you were given some bylaws, <laughs> and then you have to say, what do you want to improve on these bylaws? That's right. And is you still in the eight groups? Yes, each still eight individual groups. Okay. So when somebody disagrees with you, Kayla, do you pick up a stick and hit them, or what do you do? <laughs> Sometimes I want to. <laughs> okay. But there's definitely a lot of debate, not just within like our group, but even when we were voting, there was still a lot of debate on like who won and like just if you disagree, there was still a lot of debate. Okay. Uh, debate is the right word because we weren't fighting. Yeah. Um, it, it was it was a it was a civilized discussion. Civilized, civilized. Uh-huh. So. Again, one of the major lessons here, and I'm hoping you all are getting it, is that you're going to have disagreement. And then how do you figure out how to resolve the disagreement and picking up a stick or going back in the OK Corral like they used to do in the Western days and shooting it out is not an answer. It's not a civilized answer or not the best way of resolving uh, differences. And debate and voting is a better way for a society. And that. Much to go with this. Being at camp is great for this because um, if you end up do yelling at someone, you probably have to sleep next to them for the next three nights. <laughs> so it's um, okay. there's some motivation not to get people angry. Okay. But, uh, All right. So you've got a business plan. You have bylaws. What's next step? Uh, next up was the company name or the co-op's name. So pretty much what we did was we each came up with a name and then didn't we like come up with the, yeah, with the design of the shirt and 
The name that we picked was Everlast Tease. I can't remember exactly. Actually, this is my group. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I just remembered my group came up with this, so I can probably talk about it. Okay. Um, yeah, so every group came up with the name, much like the bylaws and the um, business plan before. And then everybody just wrote a name, and you you created your T-shirt design. And, again, we hung them up on the walls, and everybody went around and uh, voted on them. It, yeah, ours was Everlast T's, like Everlast, and then EES. I mean, yeah, okay. that was that. Was that. Uh, we haven't no. voted yet on our slogan. Yes. That uh, later today. Yeah, we haven't voted yet on the slogan for the co-op, but that is coming. It was fun just hearing everybody's ideas and to be creative. So you're learning about how you start a business, business plan, bylaws, rules, regulations, name, design of your product, what product is going to be. You're going to get to a slogan and you're learning how you make decisions together. That teamwork that uh, Kaylee talked about really, really early on. Okay. So do you do you end up having to create T-shirts? Do you end up selling the T-shirts? What's your next steps? So pretty much what we do is we come up with the T-shirt, t-shirt design, the name, all of that. And then after camp, Emily will create the T-shirts and then mail them out to all of us. So literally our design, the design shirt that we came up with is a beaver. <laughs> Literally, it's a beaver and a turtle. It's, it's a really cool beaver and a turtle. Yeah, it is really cool. So the shirts that we get will have a beaver and a turtle on there. Okay. And you get to know all the work that went into it. Yeah. So it's, it's really meaningful. Michaela, with your marketing hat, do you see any way that you could market this T-shirt after camp? so that you might be able to make money for camp for next year's particularly throughout it if sure not. i know go ahead i know a lot of college students that would love to buy a shirt that has a beaver holding a hot dog sitting on a turtle i know a lot of them so i'm sure i can make a lot of money for our co-op if i was to market them around my campus so I, I got that campuses could be one, and when you look at customers, but if you look at all of those co-ops that are coming in to the food co-ops, the credit unions, uh, all of these different co-ops, and you maybe hook up with Star Communications to figure out if they do a video on you guys and your T-shirt and get that out. That You could sell this to a lot of those stakeholders, uh, a lot of those members of co-ops in North Carolina, and I would suggest South Carolina, California, New York, blah, 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 to make hmm, every year a new T-shirt coming out. And then you've got to figure out how to price it, how to promote it, how to distribute it, how you manufacture it, all of that. We only have a couple minutes left. This has been fun. I've really enjoyed it. And, Emily, I would like to ask you to close out by giving the – email address if people want to know about your camp and what message you'd like to leave people with. Sure thing. Well, Vernon, thanks for your time talking to our students and our staff here. Camp is all about making the cooperative movement grow in knowledge and love of the cooperative. So uh, reach out to me for any information that you're looking for. 
The council uh, email is emily.nail at ccnc.coop. And you can find us online at ccnc.coop for all kinds of fun information. But reach out if you'd like to get the handbook for how to start a camp or how to put on a cooperative leadership camp. And I'd leave you with the idea that investing in our future leaders is critical for us to grow our cooperative movement and create a better future. Thank you so very much. And I really want to thank uh, Kylie, Michaela, and Hampton for being on with us. You are our future. And I think our future is in great hands. Thank you so very much for being here. And everybody out there, we are glad you were with us today. We'll be with you next Thursday. Please live cooperatively. Thank you. Your news talk station. 